Thanks for checking out podcasts on the gym. The latest episode of the Todd Bromelkamp Show with Alex Kuhn starts now. Probably like a mulligan on that. 319-366-1600 is the talk and text line. Use it. Use it frequently. Todd Bromelkamp's show is on the air for the next two hours here on KGYM, 1600 AM, 1023, 106.3 FM in Cedar Rapids and Iowa City. Iowa State, big men's basketball game tonight. We'll have it for you coming up at 6 o'clock with John Walters and Eric Heft on the pregame call tip-off. 7 o'clock at Hilton Coliseum. An old friend is back in town. The atmosphere sold out. Should be electric. We'll have it for you. Again, tip-off set for 7 o'clock. Ted Flint, my friend, part of the Bet Rivers Blitz contest. We had Ted on the program back in late September with us. And I'm not sure that we've ever had the type of reaction. People were really interested in Ted, which Ted is not even his real name. He's more of an online character. We talked about this yesterday on the program, a personality, if you will. But he's a big Iowa State fan, and he's in the Bet Rivers contest with me. And have him on at 5.30 tonight. Isaac is here with me as well. Looking forward to another two hours to close out local programming here. Lots to get to today. We'll get to Iowa and Northwestern not playing basketball tomorrow night. That's all right. Gives people more of an opportunity to focus on the women's game on Wednesday night. People are really mad about the Iowa-Northwestern thing. I don't want to deal with it right now. We'll get to it at the bottom of the hour after the big board update. 319-366-1600. Again, the number to reach me here in the KGM studios on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. We have the we have everything set in the NFL postseason now after last night. And I I was gonna pull the audio on this. Didn't really think that there was any need to. You should believe me. Trust me, I would never lie to you. Isaac, would I lie to the people? Well, no, it reminds me of a little bit of a vignette from Family Guy. I love Family Guy. I'm very immature. It's one of my favorite shows. And they, uh, Howard Hessman was the actor who played Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP. And really quickly, it's a throwaway. I don't even know if you can find the clip of it online, although everything is online. But... They say, uh, they ask in an episode of Family Guy, would Howard Hessman lie for weed? See, I would not lie to you. I'm always telling you the truth. 319-366-1600. So last night, I said I could see that game going one of two ways. I said, I thought Tampa was going to win in a close game. Or Dallas was going to blow Tampa out. I did not see in any conceivable 
way in which Dallas won a close game. That's my Mike McCarthy misery index from my days as a fan of the Green Bay Packers. Which, speaking of, I may have a new personal favorite, QB1. That's not Aaron Rodgers, but we'll get to that before 6 o'clock tonight. So, I was wrong. I was right and I was wrong. It's the best best way to do things in this business is to say two things or or more, and that way you can go back and say that you were right. But, man, Dallas, kudos to the Cowboys. Go on the road. Dak Prescott looked like a good quarterback last night for the Cowboys. Did he not? I mean, the, the opening drives for both teams were less than ideal which perhaps may have led you to think, well, this game is going to be a low-scoring slog of an affair. And and it was by standards of the pregame total, which was 45-and-a-half. If you did the math on the final score, 31-14, it was the only one of the Super Wild Card Weekend games to go under. We had some high-scoring games in the first week of the NFL playoffs. 319-366-1600. Again, if you want to reach out on the talk and text line, uh, we do have uh, – there's something I want to get to with re- regard to Tom Brady from last night and get to it in just a few minutes here on the program. But I will talk about the game in general overall because for a while there it didn't look like Tampa was going to score at all. I saw somebody posted there were odds, and I, I missed this. But Caesars had odds on which team would score the fewest points during the Super Wild Card weekend. And Tampa, I think, was 10 to 1. I mean, most people at the beginning, at the onset, you would have guessed maybe the, maybe the Miami Dolphins. They wound up scoring 31. Maybe the Baltimore Ravens. Hey, the Ravens put some touchdowns on the board, and they gave Cincinnati a scare. Tampa winds up scoring the fewest points of any team during Wild Card Weekend. And you got people wondering, is this the end? Was that the end for Tom Brady, at least in Tampa last night? 319-366-1600. I certainly think it was. If you listen to his post-game comments with the media, certainly sounds as if he was much like Aaron Rodgers during the final Packers game when they lost to the Lions in Week 18 at Lambeau, certainly sounded like he was sort of saying his goodbyes to members of the media, which are a group of people. If you're a professional athlete, you're around the guys that cover your team more than you're around your family in some instances. You get to develop close relationships with a lot of those people. And it sounded like a goodbye last night. Here's Tom Brady on his future in the NFL I'm not you know this has been a lot of focus on you know this game so yeah it's just be one day at a time truly and isn't that the case for all of us one day at a time now it got me thinking earlier today in the office and I tried to prime the pump on this on Twitter and was unsuccessful because all people wanted to do today was argue about COVID and Iowa and Northwestern basketball, which I will get to here coming up on the in the first hour of the program. You name the athlete. 
Okay, that's your assignment here. Let's see if we can generate some discussion. 319-366-1600. Name the athlete and give them a mulligan on their retirement. So you have what what we have to deal with, the history that we have to deal with here with Tom Brady is that two years ago, he won a Super Bowl. He left New England, went to Tampa, won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. There's the very infamous, at this point, infamous video circulating. It's still there on the Internet. As I said earlier in the program, everything is on the Internet. You can find anything you're looking for of Tom Brady with, let's just say, a little bit too much tequila in him from the celebrating on the boat before they went to the Buccaneers parade. Who am I to tell the greatest quarterback of all time that he should have walked away from the game at that point? But here we are, two years later. Tom Brady is 45 years old. He is a shell of his former self. That interception that he threw in the end zone last night, it was just, it was sad. I just, I felt I felt bad for Tom Brady, which I didn't think I didn't think it was possible for me to feel bad for Tom Brady, given all of the advantages that he has in life over me. Two years ago, you walk away, you're a champion, seventh and final time. You are the MVP of the Super Bowl. You've still got your wife and your family, and you go into retirement. And you go right into, is it Fox that he has the TV? He could, there were people last night that were saying, hey, announce your retirement right now and then be in the booth for these postseason games. Like, I don't think that's in his DNA, which is part of the problem here. And he has sort of addressed that. And look, I don't know if he's aware of, of what I've always referred to as Bear Bryant syndrome. Bear Bryant, the legendary Alabama football coach that retired and then died shortly after retiring. There's still a segment of the population that feels got to work, got to be doing something. And if you're not, then what is there to do? What is there to live for? And you wind up passing away. Like, I, I don't know whether I put too much stock in that, but I think Tom Brady has said in the past, there's no life after football for him. He retired for 40 days last year. 40 day, a 40-day retirement, which now in hindsight, as you look back on this, may or may not have been a ploy to wind up quarterbacking for another franchise, which, again, we'll get to here in just a little bit. But he was ultimately tied to Tampa. If he wanted to play again, it was up to Tampa whether or not They allowed him to go play elsewhere. That wasn't going to be the case. So you bring in Todd Bowles as the head coach. Bruce Arians gets pushed aside. And you have this sort of sad slinking to the finish line that we saw last night in which he jogs off the field. Mom and dad were on the sidelines. Kids, I don't know whether the kids were at the game. Who? Giselle have the kids? I That, to me, was the most remarkable aspect about this, that Tom Brady very publicly turned his back on his family, 
to come out of it. And again, it underscores the fact, as he has said, football is everything to him. Football's his purpose. He rolls out of bed in the morning, and I'm not here to cast aspersions on him as a father. I'm sure he's a good father. He's a good dad. But his number one driving force in life isn't family. I don't think it's faith. It's the other F, the third F, football. And he doesn't want that taken away from him. I was watching SportsCenter this morning, and uh, as I mentioned a couple days ago, it is my son's favorite TV show. He's mad about sports, crazy about sports, and I made the mistake of showing him there is a television show that is nothing but highlights of sports. One minute you're watching hockey, the next minute you're watching football. So he loves to kick off his morning with SportsCenter now before going to kindergarten. And they had a montage today of sad quarterback retirement moments. There was Steve Young's press conference when he retired with the 49ers. There was John Elway breaking down in tears when he was uh, no longer going to be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Peyton Manning's retirement speech in which he gets choked up. And first off, I'm thinking, well, this is actually good because it's normalizing men showing emotion, which I think we don't, we don't talk enough about. It's okay to cry, especially if you are in the moment, so to speak. You know, you're, you've lived for football. You, you've been idolized. You've been a hero to so many people, and that part of you is gone. Yeah, it's like, it's like a death in the family. At least I imagine it, that it would be. So you're up there, and, and you've got some tears, and it, Tom Brady doesn't want that. He doesn't want to leave the game. But the problem is, and I'm, one of the quarterbacks said it. I think it may, it may have been Troy Aikman. Basically, the game left him. Like, he, can't, he couldn't go out and do it anymore. And if you look at Tom Brady, because said he's 45 years old, uh, next season would be his 24th in the NFL. He's in phenomenal shape. Of course, he, the well-known workout regimen with Alex Guerrero when he was in New England and the TB12 lifestyle and everything that goes with it. The guy had, doesn't eat strawberries, right? He's very, very careful of what he puts in his body. He looks fantastic for 46. He looks like he could play until he's 50. Looks can be deceiving because... He looks like he could play until he's 50 when he's standing on the sideline or when he's just standing around in regular T-shirt and jeans or something. He's out there on the field scrambling for his life, throwing wounded ducks up in the air into the back of the end zone or throwing the ball at receiver's feet. Much different story. So athletes, retirement, Mulligans. Let's do this. 319-366-1600. Give me an athlete and give me, in hindsight, the moment that they should have walked away. Not when they walked away. When should they have walked away? Before you say Michael Jordan, I, I was actually surprised by this because I remember the Wizards years with Michael Jordan. Jordan retired twice over the course of his career. First time, retired to go play baseball for the White Sox in Birmingham, Alabama. And there, of course, are people out there that 
believe he was suspended for a year by the NBA for gambling, and so he did that as a ruse or as a uh, as a under the guise of retirement. He came back. He retired after the ninety seven ninety eight season, sixth championship for the Bulls. Comes back and he plays two years with the Washington Wizards from 2001 to 2003. Now, there are some people out there that would say, okay, let's rewrite this. Let's have Jordan walk off into the sunset in 1998 after this. And I would totally understand that. I think it's not like Jordan was a schlub with the Wizards. He averaged that first season after not playing for three years, 22.9 points a game. And in his final season with Washington, he averaged 20 points a game. So I'm not going to sit here and say necessarily should have ended it in 1990. It certainly would have made a much better sort of storybook ending. Maybe you say Albert Pujols, who languished with the Angels and then went to the Dodgers and wound up with the Cardinals. Is there a definitive line in his career where you could draw the line and say, okay, cut it off right here, give you a much better ending. Then there's guys, well-known examples, especially in football, uh, Joe Namath, Franco Harris, Franco Harris, who just, uh, the late, great Franco Harris, who just left us not all that long ago. He was a running back for the Seattle Seahawks at the end of his career. Do you think maybe in hindsight, walk away as a Steeler, a Steeler for life? O.J. Simpson, San Francisco 49ers, not the team you associated him with. Willie Mays, and from a baseball standpoint, I think probably the most famous career ender of all, where Willie Mays goes back to New York, and he's wearing the pinstripes of the New York Mets, and there's just something that seems off about it. He was still somewhat productive at the end of his career, but that's not the ending that... It's not the storybook ending that perhaps you deserve. 319-366-1600-0835. On the text line says, Shaquille O'Neal should have retired after the championship with the Miami Heat. I don't have Shaq's career stats in front of me, but I'm trying to remember how many years he hung on after that. That's a good example. Lance Armstrong, 6553 on the text line. Remember Lance Armstrong <laughs> after the first win? <laughs> Just no need to dope. No need to go about it. I That to me is always going to be one of the more interesting aspects of the Lance Armstrong story. Because, okay, terrible dude. <laughs> Absolutely awful, terrible dude, cheater. But he used his platform, he used his image to raise a boatload of money for a good cause. Does that get him off the hook? There are some people that would maybe make that argument. 319-366-1600. Darren's got one from the realm of boxing. Boxing's a great sport to go to for this topic. Because I'm not sure there has ever been a boxer that has walked away when they should. Boxers are the greatest example of fight until you no longer have it in you, where it's just sort of embarrassing to see you out there getting a paycheck. 
Darren says George Foreman should have retired 10 years earlier. Muhammad Ali, I'm a big Muhammad Ali fan. And obviously, from an age standpoint, did not get to see him fight in real time over the course of his career. But to go back and see how he ended his career, some of the fights toward the end, it's just any athlete, any person, when it gets to be the point where it's more sad than anything else, probably time to end things. We're giving you an opportunity to give an athlete, doesn't have to be your favorite athlete, but an athlete, a notable athlete, a mulligan on their retirement. Allow them to end their career on a high note where we don't remember them for some of the lesser aspects. And I wondered how long it would take to get to this 8535 on the text line. Brett Favre retires as a Packer. Okay. So he throws that interception, that game-sealing interception at Lambeau Field. And then that's it. There's no New York Jets. And for the love of God, there's no, no Minnesota Vikings. I'm not sure. Look, I didn't think I'd ever have anything that was more unforgivable with Brett Favre than going and playing for the Minnesota Vikings. And then there were the pictures that he sent on his cell phone, and then there was the defrauding of Mississippi, well, tax dollars that were meant to go to low-income folks in a very, very poor state in the country. And I'm thinking, you know what? Okay, I'll give you a pass on going and playing for the Vikings. 319-366-1600. Richard mentioning this has to be a record on KGYM, I'm going to go back. We don't have to, Isaac, you don't have to go back and roll the tape here, but we are, you know, those signs that they hang in businesses that say we have worked this many days without a work-related accident. Nobody's missed any time. I feel like we now need a sign here in the studio that says we have done this many consecutive shows with a YA tittle reference. YA tittle, the Hall of Fame quarterback of the New York Giants, who was referenced yesterday because of his 5-1-1 one, and one career record in the playoffs against the Dallas Cowboys. And Tom Brady no longer perfect against the Cowboys. 7-1 and one now, all time. There is that photo of Y.A. Tittle on his knees, the blood running down his forehead. Yes, I'm very familiar with that photo. Something tells me that Y.A. Tittle was probably way younger than me <laughs> in that photo. It's probably in his 30s. Somebody said uh, recently they've been posting these pictures online of all these old baseball players, well, seemingly old baseball players, and they're in their 40s, but they look like they're in their 60s. Gray hair, jowls. Sparky Anderson's a great example of that. Sparky Anderson, the manager of the Cincinnati Reds, the big red machine, and goes on to a tremendous end to his career as the manager of the Detroit Tigers. Sparky Anderson looked like he was 40 when he was playing baseball back in the 60s. And from the time that I became aware of who Sparky Anderson was, he always looked like he was 80 years old to me, even though he wasn't. 9416 Emmett Smith. At what point in Emmett's, Emmett Smith's career are we calling it a career? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, he went to Arizona after Dallas, right? And was still pretty productive. So 
I, I what I didn't want this to be was okay. Don't take a guy and make it okay. He won a, won his last championship at twenty seven or whatever, and, and he retires. I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily go that route, but there are guys that hang around a little bit too. I think J- uh, Jerry Rice. I was listening uh, to ESPN on one of the national shows not too long ago, probably on my drive home one night, and the subject of Jerry Rice and the Seattle Seahawks came up. And I had I went home, and the first thing I did, I parked in the garage, and I took out my phone, and I pulled up Jerry Rice's career numbers because I didn't remember him with the Seattle Seahawks. That's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about here. Like, 49ers, he was okay with the with the Raiders, right? The, just hanging around just a little bit too long. You, you folks will be saying that about me someday. You probably have already thought it. 319-366-1600. 84-91, Kurt Warner. You well, know, he had a, the championships with the Rams, and then he went to the Giants, and then he went and he won another Super Bowl, right? How long, how, how long did Warner stick around in Arizona after the Super Bowl? I don't, have the, I don't have the numbers, and at this point in my life, I don't have the brain cells to remember that. You think about, I think about this all the time. When I was younger, I, had a, I could memorize everything. I could tell you any statistic. You name me, name me the uh, manager of the 1986 Oakland Athletics, and I would say, is it before or after they fired Jackie Moore? It was Tony LaRusse's first year. I could tell you managers and who played on this team and everything. I'm 42 years old now, and I don't know whether it's we live in the Internet age where it's just easier, and I know that, well, I'll always be able to go back and look that up. So why should I retain that? makes me wonder what is rolling around in my head at this point. But as I've gotten older, I don't need to, I don't need to store that in the very limited space remaining in my brain right now. I'll just I'll Google it. I'll go back and look it up. Warren Moon after Minnesota says 7452. Yeah. There's certain guys that I when you say Warren Moon, I don't ever picture him in a Minnesota Vikings jersey. Now, one, I don't think he was terrible in Minnesota, but Warren Moon to me will always be a Houston Oiler. 319-366-1600-3702, bringing up Pete Rose, should have retired before he started managing. Now, if he does that, then he does not break Ty Cobb's all-time record for hits, career hits, because Rose broke that record when he was player manager of the Cincinnati Reds. So... That's interesting. That's an interesting one. Maybe we have to go back and and bookmark that. But I do like the, and obviously, he gets into managing. It's what winds up leading to him being blacklisted for gambling on baseball. And I pause here because, as many people have pointed out, baseball has an official betting partner now. Baseball is in bed with all of these legalized sports books. Okay. They are, but it's still the cardinal sin. You can't bet on, cannot bet on baseball. I've shared the story on air before about being at the winter meetings at the Bellagio in Las Vegas and seeing a handful of very well-known, and I 
do believe you can say now Hall of Fame managers who were in the in the race book portion of the sports book where the TV is the paramutual aspect of it, but they could not be on the side of the sports book where the windows were, where the tickets were being written. I don't know. You explain it to me because I can't explain it. 1954 with Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, man. What point is Ken Griffey Jr.? Where are you ending Ken Griffey Jr.? Where are you giving him his, his bowing out? 319-366-1600. I would like to know where we end. Give him a mulligan on his retirement, but at what point? Where do we call it a career for some of these guys? 3108 with a Rocky reference. Well, I'd like to keep the segment here to actual human beings. 319-366-1600. My buddy Ted joining me at 530 tonight. Talk a little sports betting now that we've got the semifinals to look forward to. Kansas City, Jacksonville. The Buffalo-Cincinnati matchup, Philadelphia and New York. A lot of people feel the Giants could be in a position to upset the Eagles. And now denied Tom Brady against Brock Purdy. The only thing standing against America's team getting to the NFC Championship game now is Brock Purdy. Does that not make him by default America's quarterback? At least if you're not a Cowboys fan. 319-366-1600, great stuff. I did not get to all of the submissions on the text line. My apologies for that. Maybe if there's enough time, We'll go back and revisit the subject. Plenty more to get to here in the program, though, because after the bottom of the hour here and the big board update, we'll get to Iowa's game tomorrow night against Northwestern, which is not going to be played. We don't know when it will be played. People are really upset about this. I'll tell you why after this. It's time for a big board update on KGYM. I'm Spencer Wagan. Let's start with the schedule update because the men's basketball game between Iowa and Northwestern that was scheduled for Wednesday night in Iowa City is uh, postponed for now. The Northwestern program dealing with COVID-19 issues. So the two schools are working with the Big Ten to find a rescheduled date for that game. It means the Hawkeyes have a little bit extra time off and some time to prepare for Ohio State as they head to Columbus on Saturday. Tip-off time is set for 1 o'clock. Tonight, it's a top 15 showdown in men's basketball as the 12th-ranked Iowa State Cyclones host the 7th-ranked Texas Longhorns. Iowa State, of course, coming off that two-point loss to Kansas on the road on Saturday. Texas escaped with a two-point win over Texas Tech last weekend. Longhorns lead the all-time series with Iowa State, but Ames has been a tough place to play for them. They've won just twice in their last 11 trips to Hilton Coliseum. Game time tonight is 7 o'clock. You can hear the action starting at 6 on the Cyclone Sports Network right here on KGYM. And the divisional round of the NFL playoffs is set after Dallas won over Tampa Bay to conclude the wildcard round last night. Saturday, it'll be Jacksonville traveling to Kansas City and the New York Giants playing at Philadelphia. Sunday, Cincinnati will play at Buffalo. The Cowboys will travel to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers. And that's a big board update. I'm Spencer Wagan on the gym. Eastern Iowa weather on the gym. 
from the CBS2 Iowa's News Now with the first forecast on our meteorologist Nick Stewart. Mainly cloudy skies throughout the night tonight, bit breezy as well. West wind around 20 miles per hour, temperatures falling into the upper 20s. For your Wednesday, cloudy skies throughout the morning and afternoon, but then here comes a rain and snow mix throughout the evening. A messy commute will be likely. Temperatures in the mid 30s, east wind around 25 miles per hour. Total snow accumulation Wednesday evening through early Thursday around 2 to 4 inches. For your Thursday, light snow early, mid 30s for highs. And that was a check of your Iowa's News Now with the first forecast. Just when it feels like smooth sailing, your IT person leaves and rocks your entire business boat. Network overboard! Now who's going to captain your IT ship? Network Computer Solutions. They're ready to hop on board and keep you on course. Whether you're a tiny rowboat or a giant ocean liner, Network Computer Solutions will keep your business cruising along with pricing options that won't make you feel anchored down. Network Computer Solutions is your IT safe harbor. Meet them now at ncsei.com. Menards has everything you need to light your home. Combine stylish lighting with the advantages of LED technology with Fight Electric dimmable light bulbs. The vintage look is ideal for open fixtures, and the traditional design creates a warm, contemporary feeling. These 60-watt equivalent bulbs are available in soft white or daylight and last five times longer than traditional incandescent light bulbs. Save big money on your energy costs with Fight Electric dimmable LED light bulbs at Menards. Save big money at Menards. Working out has been proven to increase your self-esteem, help with depression, anxiety, and stress. At the MAC, we care about you as a person. That's why we have personal trainers you can connect with, group exercise classes so you don't feel alone, saunas to help you relax, and many more amenities. This year, I'm doing it for me. This year, I'm joining the MAC for me. To see everything the MAC has to offer, go to jointhe-mac.com. That's jointhe-mac.com. For people trying to recover from opioid use disorder, it's hard to know where to begin. At iowaopioidhelp.com, you'll find resources near you for proven treatment and a road back to your old self. Because opioid addiction is not a character flaw, it's an illness. If you or a loved one is struggling with opioid use disorder, visit iowaopioidhelp.com today. Start here, start healing. Sponsored by the Iowa Attorney General's Office and the Iowa Broadcasters Association in cooperation with this station. Emil's Hideaway is the place to get together. Stop in for a drink and some chow with your buddies. Emil's opens every day at 4. If you're hanging out at home instead, order pickup and delivery at emilshideaway.com. Emil's Hideaway, a great place to meet up with friends. Four thirty-seven as a Tuesday edition of the Todd Brawl Camp Show continues here on KGYM. Don't forget, you can find the podcast at KGYMRadio.com. In case you missed anything here in the program, I'm still wading through the many, many texts, and I did laugh during the break because one that I overlooked while I was on the air. Somebody suggesting Aaron Rodgers right now, as far as retirements go um i might even go a, a year or two back on that one we'll get to aaron Rodgers coming up probably during drive time the five o'clock hour here brought to you by linder tire every night on kgym because aaron Rodgers is in the news as well today both aaron Rodgers and tom brady are this is their favorite time of the year 
not the off season, but it's the time where everybody gets to speculate about what they're going to do next, and they get the attention. I think they like the attention more than they actually like playing football. At least Aaron Rodgers. Brady is a football nut. And that guy, as I said, and he has said, he lives to play football. I think Aaron Rodgers is the he's the epitome of the era in which we live right now because he's a troll. He just he I think a large portion of Aaron Rodgers' existence right now, his sustenance, if you will, is derived from trolling people. We'll get to him coming up in just a little bit, but the story that a lot of people have been focusing on today is the fact that Iowa and Northwestern will not be playing a basketball game tomorrow night. Now, as Rick Brown, the former Des Moines Register sports writer, pointed out on Twitter today, there is a little bit of eerie coincidence surrounding Iowa and Northwestern not playing a game, having a game postponed because 30 years ago, when Chris Street lost his life, it was Northwestern that Iowa was going to play. That game was postponed. Chris Street uh, documentary, by the way, will be airing tomorrow night on the Big Ten Network. It was supposed to air after the Iowa-Northwestern game. Now it will air at around 8 o'clock, I believe, after the, uh, the basketball game that they are putting on in place of the now postponed, it's postponed, not canceled, Iowa-Northwestern basketball game. I've only seen the previews of the Chris Street documentary that's going to be on tomorrow. Let's see if uh, maybe we can get Rick or somebody with me tomorrow to uh, preview that. I'm very much looking forward. The, the DVR was set. I may have to go home tonight and make sure that uh, nothing has changed with regard to the recording of that, because I do not want to miss that. But Iowa and Northwestern, they were supposed to play tomorrow, and now they will not. Why? Because Northwestern, due to COVID safety protocols, health and safety protocols put in place by the Big Ten, they don't have enough guys to play the basketball game, and people are big mad about this. Look, I, I, I mean, I'm... I understand where folks are coming from, but, and it's easy for me to sit here and say this because, you know, I'm, how can you say it's no big deal when it's, it's how you make a living sports talking about sports. Although I could make a living talking about a lot of things. I'm not, well, I'm not sure making a living would count. I don't know how much people would pay me to talk about things other than sports, but it's no big deal. The game will be played. They'll figure out it's it's going to be inconvenient for both Iowa and Northwestern. And because, of course, for the better part of three years, COVID has become this sort of hyper-politicized boogeyman, boogie monster, whatever you want to call it, where just the mere mention of it, people automatically, like magnets, they go to one side or another on the discussion. Uh, the Big Ten last season altered its COVID policy. It, instead of calling for a forfeiture of the game, the policy said make an effort 
to make the game up. See if the game, the, the Big Ten would much rather this game be played than fully canceled because TV deals, advertising, Iowa would like to play this game. They've got season ticket holders to keep happy, the revenue that comes in from things like parking and concessions. It's no fun canceling a game or postponing a game. Trust me. I I know someone who used to work in, in sports that used to have to deal with postponements and cancellations. There's a lot of work that goes into it. But as I've tried to make the point today on Twitter, and I think it's fallen largely on deaf ears because, again, everybody wants to focus on COVID. But the problem is Northwestern doesn't have enough guys to... The reports are from NBC Chicago, Northwestern has six, possibly seven players, healthy players that could play in this game tomorrow night. Now, let's stop and think about this for just a moment. I did have somebody on Twitter earlier today mention Ralph Miller's six-pack teams of the 1960s, and were Mac McCausland still with us, Mac would be a great guest to have tomorrow. Kind of makes me sad now saying that out loud for the first time in a while. If Mac were still with us, he would be very happy that people are still talking about Ralph Miller's six-pack team. That was the 60s, okay? It's not the 1960s anymore. Society, sports, entertainment, everything evolves. And we're in an era now where the health and safety of the players is first and foremost. And before you get your haunches up, and before you go, it's just the flu and nah, 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 whatever. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm, I'm going to ask you to listen here. Because when I'm talking about the health and safety of the players, I'm talking about you, you cannot in good conscience put a team on the floor with six players, maybe seven players, and expect those players basically to play 40 minutes. What happens when you get into foul trouble? What happens when you get overexerted? You're used to playing eight minutes, nine minutes, and you're out there playing 36, 37, and all of a sudden there's an injury to deal with. It's not that simple to just say, well, you know, I, I always had games where Chris Murray's been hurt. Well, yeah, Chris Murray's been hurt, and they have 14 other guys on the bench. I, I just sometimes I think, People want to be obtuse just to be obtuse when it comes to stuff like this. So I take a step back and I look at this and I say, they don't have enough guys to be out there. Not enough. I mean, six to seven guys, that's a danger zone for me when you're talking about basketball. What happens if they, okay, let's play the game. You put the guys out there. How's Iowa going to approach that? How's any team? going to approach that you're going to be aggressive you're going to get the other team in foul trouble okay first guy falls out second guy falls out you've got five guys left you're playing the rest of the game or we're pulling kids out of the stands nobody's going to do that you don't want the big 10 to be a laughing stock policy was amended for instances like this now as far as i can tell this is the first covid postponement for a major conference in this season. The A-10 has had a postponement. Uh, the Colonial has had a postponement. 
There have been postponements on the women's side. But somebody's got to be first. Iowa and Northwestern are up first here. 319-366-1600. What I don't want to do is have the discussion, the merits here nor there of COVID at this point. Okay? I don't want anybody calling in telling me that it's the flu. I don't want anybody. Uh Uh-uh. That's not the point of the discussion here. Now, the major question is, when can this game be rescheduled? Now, I took the liberty. I looked at Northwestern and Iowa's schedules, and there may be one or two dates that work here from at least my untrained eyes here. I don't think Iowa or Minnesota, or Iowa or Northwestern wants to play this in March, right before the Big Ten tournament, right before a possible NCAA tournament or whatever postseason tournament these teams could be playing in. So with with March as sort of the line of demarcation, somebody did come up with January 31st, which would be a Tuesday night. It's not ideal. Iowa is at home Saturday, the 28th, playing, uh, no, Northwestern, I'm sorry, is at home the 28th playing Minnesota and home on Sunday the 2nd playing Michigan. Iowa is home on the 29th. That's a a Sunday once again playing Steve Peichel and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Their next game would be Saturday, February 4th against the Illinois Fighting Illini. So January 30th, I think, is a date where you could, it's the only date in that week that Iowa has open where Northwestern or Iowa would not be playing back-to-back games. The date that I came up with was November uh, was February 7th, which has Northwestern in the middle of a seven-day stretch where they host Michigan on Sunday the 2nd, and then on Thursday the 9th they travel to Ohio State. So you would be requiring Northwestern to travel to Iowa City and then most likely go on to Columbus. But again, Northwestern is the, I don't want to punish them for being the school that led to the postponement here. But if you're, if you're going to do anybody favors here, it should probably be the home team that was set to play the game. Again, not getting into that, but the 31st of January, Iowa plays Rutgers Sunday, the 29th. And then, Illinois on the 4th, which is a Saturday. So they've got six games between the Rutgers and Illinois games where you could maybe shoehorn something in there. Now, this is just me speculating. Nothing is official. Iowa hasn't announced a makeup date, but the folks at the Big Ten, I'm sure, are trying to figure out how they're going to make this work. Now, the date that I came up with, February 7th, was a Tuesday night. I did take a look. The Iowa women are not at Carver-Hawkeye Arena, so the arena would be open that night. I did not check the women's schedule for the 31st. That's the date that uh, that's the date that somebody else came up with on Twitter. you got to have an arena that's available if you're going to host the game. That's a, a major aspect in all of this. Again, it's not easy to reschedule things. Carver is available. The women are at home on Saturday the 28th, and then their next game would be Thursday, February 2nd, against Maryland. So maybe a couple dates here 
where this game could ultimately be played and made up. I don't think this is Northwestern ducking Iowa. If you look at the Big Ten standings right now, Iowa is 12 and 6 overall and is it 4 and 3 in the Big 10 and Northwestern is I believe 12 and 5 overall and 3 and 3 in the Big 10. The Hawkeyes are just a tick ahead of Northwestern in the standings. These two teams are fairly similar from a record standpoint. Again, I don't think this is Northwestern pulling a Missouri trying to get out of the Music City Bowl back in 2020. I think if it were up to Chris Collins, Chris Collins, by the way, with uh, with his own ties to the Chris Street story, would probably, given his druthers, play this game tomorrow night and be there for the celebration, the remembrance of Chris Street, which I don't know at, at this point how Iowa will handle that moving forward, whether the whether the events that they had planned get rescheduled for another date certainly would not have the same bearing, the same weight as they would have having played that game tomorrow night, but we'll wait and see. I wouldn't worry about the game not getting played. Just sit back tomorrow night, either watch the women's game or sit back and enjoy the Chris Street documentary, which by uh, by all means I'm I mean, hearing is going to be fantastic. Again, I've only seen the previews of it, but I can tell you very vividly where I was and when I heard that news. I remember uh, I was 10 years old, uh, no, 12 years old, pardon me, uh, when uh, Chris Street passed away. Watched the sports on KWQC, the NBC affiliate, Quad Cities, and just remember it was almost, almost like your breath was taken away, and and by all, by all means, uh, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say a negative word about Chris Street, and that is, that's really something. It was something thirty years ago. It's something today, because you can have a great person, somebody out there is going to have beef with them. Somebody's going to say something about them. Again, I don't think I've, I've ever heard anybody say anything about Chris Street. Chris Murray, by the way, for those of you who do not know, is named after Chris Street. His father, Kenyon Murray, They're very close with Chris Street. 319-366-1600-453. We'll take a quick time out. Just a 60-second break to come back and look at what else is going on in the Big Ten from a basketball standpoint. Back with more after this. The football playoffs are here, and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. Receive reward credit equal to the average price of the 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com rewards for terms and conditions. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. 
cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Talked a little bit about this show on the show yesterday because the game finished up while we were on the air before I was on the air, that is. But number three, Purdue with a 64-63 win in East Lansing behind 32 points from Zach Eady. Wish I had the story at my fingertips, but somebody took a look at the teams that have won national championships in the last, I think the time frame was 15 years. And only two or three of them were led by big men, dominant big men. The big man is getting sort of pushed to the side in basketball these days, both college and the NBA. Last night, Illinois at Minnesota with an 18-point victory. Minnesota falling back to earth a little bit after that road upset win over Ohio State. Uh, Nice win for the Fighting Illini. Tonight in the Big Ten, Just one game on the slate, and that is Penn State traveling to Wisconsin where the Badgers are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The game is coming up on the Big Ten Network at, I believe, is it 7.30? Seems like an odd time for a basketball game. As we mentioned, the Big Ten doubleheader tomorrow night, no longer a doubleheader because the Northwestern-Iowa game at Carver-Hawkeye Arena postponed Ohio State will travel to Nebraska for a 6 o'clock tip-off on the Big Ten tomorrow. Iowa State, big game coming up tonight, 6 o'clock, about an hour from now. We'll get you the pregame with John and Eric on the Cyclone Radio Network. Tyrese Hunter making his return to Hilton Coliseum. And you think he's going to be welcomed back with open arms tonight? You are sorely mistaken. Those fans, including the student section, are ready to rain down booze upon Tyrese Hunter. You got Lipsy out of the deal, right? Maybe some people would view that as an upgrade. Iowa State, by the way, favored at home tonight against the higher-ranked Texas Longhorns. Hmm. Always makes you stop and think when you see that. I don't think they I don't think they lose that game tonight, to be honest with you. 319-366-16. We'll talk more NFL coming up after the top of the hour as well. Todd Brawlkamp's show continuing here on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio. Stick around. One more hour to go. If you're hiring for your company, this is a busy time of year. Obviously, new year means new goals and finding the right people to accomplish them. Thankfully, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful matching technology to find the right candidates for your job. Let ZipRecruiter help you find the best people for all of your roles. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria and Miami, 
and Jules and Troy. Taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high quality supplies for every industry, plus real time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for Sports Stuff You Definitely Could Not Do. You could not have hit that field goal. Sorry, but it's true. 37 yards doesn't sound very far, but you'd be lucky to cover even a fraction of that. And that's in perfect conditions without 11 giant men trying to fold you like origami. But you definitely could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Every pro is an MVP to us. As a Lowe's MVPs rewards member, you can earn bonus points when you shop select products and brands. Then redeem them for exciting rewards like tools, sports memorabilia, e-gift cards, and more. Join today to become a member and start earning. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Subject to program terms. While supplies last. Points expire at end of calendar year. Visit Lowe's.com slash MVPs bonus points for details. KGYM, Cedar Rapids, 1600 AM and 102.3 FM. This is KGYM Sports Radio, The Gym. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show today said he hasn't yet made a decision on whether he wants to return for a 19th NFL season. Also said he thinks he can still play at a high level and win MVP again in the right situation, whether it's for Green Bay or elsewhere. Rodgers certainly putting the Packers in a tough spot again, says former NFL executive Randy Mueller. Obviously, you're, you're holding your own franchise a little bit hostage if you delay decisions like this. I think it cost them last year. As a GM, it would be a nightmare because you really can't make a plan. You can't figure out where your cap's going to be. You can't figure out where your quarterback's going to be. I think they would be okay with Jordan Love, but obviously it's a different team without Aaron Rodgers in every way. Randy Mueller on Canty and Carlin. Changes made by the Chargers. Offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi and quarterbacks coach Shane Day were fired. The fallout three days after the Chargers coughed up a 27-point lead in the AFC wildcard loss in Jacksonville. L.A.'s offense consistently underperformed this season as well, especially in the running game and red zone, despite having quarterback Justin Herbert. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? And one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com careers and apply online today. And ESPN Radio Extra Point. With Chris Canty. For the Giants to put together a game plan to make sure that Daniel Jones didn't make those early mistakes, I think that speaks volumes in terms of Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka having a good pulse on the team, but also a good pulse on their quarterback. That matters. So much of success in the NFL has to do with feeling the heartbeat of the game, and I think Brian Dayball does a really good job of that, Carlin. And the other thing that we have to give him credit for, him making the decision to rest his starters in Week 18 against the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles a game that didn't mean anything for the New York Giants in terms of playoff seeding. That team didn't come out rust. They came out clicking on all cylinders. After that defense gave up the early touchdown to the Vikings offense, you saw those guys lock in. You saw those guys do a better job on Justin Jefferson. And the offense was like a hot knife through hey. butter against that Vikings defense. So give Brian Dayball credit for how he's managed the last two weeks for this football team.
The new year is here. Time for a change. Start a recession-resistant new career in the high-demand IT field with My Computer Career in just months. Already in IT? Build your cybersecurity skills and prep for thousands of open positions employers nationwide are desperate to fill. Attend classes live online or on campus. And financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Make this your year. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Attention. Per the current government mandate, U.S.-based insurers are now required to cover at-home COVID testing kits with no out-of-pocket fees to you. If you have a current insurance plan, you are eligible to receive up to eight COVID-19 tests shipped to you each month absolutely free as long as the government mandate is in effect. Just visit yourfreetest.net to register now. That's yourfreetest.net to receive your tests shipped to you at no cost. Go to yourfreetest.net. Medicare insured are not eligible. Understands that, so uh, you know we need to get back on it this week and you know get him ready to go. Obviously, we're kicking out you know an outdoor stadium out there in in Santa Clara. So, um, but you know we you know um, yeah he's disappointed, but uh, you know we need him. We need him to focus in, and you know he's he's been super clutch for us all year. So, um, but that's the plan. Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, discussing kicker Brett Maher, who set a dubious record last night by missing four extra points in Dallas's 31-14 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Raymond James Stadium. I was talking to somebody earlier today, celebrating a great call they had by taking the under 45 and a half points last night. Boy, they had that handicapped perfectly. Um, there were four missed extra points, and Tom Brady threw an interception in the end zone that very well could have been a Tampa Bay touchdown. But go ahead. Don't hurt yourself too bad patting yourself on the back. 319-366-1600, the number to reach me here on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. About 55 minutes away from turning things over to the Cyclone Radio Network. John Walters and Eric Heft on the call, courtside in Ames, where the building is expect to be fill, expected to be filled to the rafters with Iowa State fans. It is a whiteout tonight as Texas and Tyrese Hunter come calling. My pal Ted Flint, Kansas, on Twitter, at Ted Flint, Kansas, going to be with me in about 25 minutes at the bottom of the hour. Get his thoughts on the reception Tyrese Hunter could be getting tonight. Coming off a zero-point performance in 26 minutes during Texas's last game against the Texas Tech Red Raiders. It's drive time here on the Todd Brawl Camp Show, the 5 o'clock hour, brought to you by Linder Tire. You can make an appointment just by going to lindertire.com, picking the date, time, and location that works best for you. It's that simple. Somebody at Linder Tire is going to get back to you. You can see them in Iowa City, North Liberty, and Grinnell. And judging by the forecast, it sounds like we could have some winter weather driving conditions in the very near future. It is 
a very unique time of year. Yesterday, tornado sirens going off, people sheltering in the sports office here in the building, and now a couple days we're looking at possibly some significant snowfall. Make sure those snow blowers are tuned up and ready to roll. 319-366-1600. I don't know what you do. with The, uh, the Brett Maher situation, like I said, historically dubious last night. First, he misses a couple a wide left, and then he goes right. The fourth one missed right as well. No kicker in the history of the NFL has successfully kicked more 60-yard field goals than Brett Maher. Think about that. Guy is, it's just one bad day at the office, except when you are an NFL player, in particular a kicker, you have a bad day at the office, and everybody in America is watching you have that bad day on TV. If you saw Dak Prescott last night, you could read his lips saying, "Go! For, we should be going for two. Well, Mike McCarthy, again, I've got some background here, and McCarthy is a Packers fan. He's had his moments with kickers in the past. Mason Crosby comes to mind. He, he stuck by him, and everything worked out in the end. But I'll tell you this, my gut feeling is the Cowboys are going to need more than just Brett Maher to knock off the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs this weekend. 319-366-1600. On the subject of the NFL, Kevin Warren officially introduced today at Hallis Hall as the new president and CEO of the Chicago Bears. Said to the assembled media, including our friend Chris Emma of 670 The Score in Chicago, who's joined us here on the program in the past, he intends to be in Chicago for quite a while. This seems like the career capper, if you will, for Kevin Warren, who, right or wrong, say what you want about him, the two-plus-year tenure, three-year tenure as commissioner of the Big Ten. He's got 20-plus years of experience in the National Football League with three other franchises, a large chunk of that time with the Minnesota Vikings, did everything in Minnesota except win a Super Bowl because, well, you know, it's the Vikings. But this is it for him. I feel like this is the end of the line for Kevin Warren. If you listen to that news conference today, he says he's already developed a great relationship with Ryan Poles, the general manager. Poles is going to be responsible for the team on the field. Warren's going to be calling the shots, trying to get the Bears Arlington Heights Stadium project off the ground. Which, by the way, if you're interested in why that didn't necessarily come up or play a greater role in the news conference today, at least the proposed renovations to Soldier Field, it's because the language in the contract that the Bears signed, the purchase agreement with, I believe Churchill Downs was the owner of the property in Arlington Heights, Churchill Downs, where the Kentucky Derby is run every year. There's language in there that says the Bears are prohibited from discussing other possible stadium sites or renovations. They cannot talk about their feelings on Soldier Field possibly once again being renovated to keep the Bears in Chicago on the lakefront 
too little too late. They're already moving. And Kevin Warren, I think, was hired with that in mind because, again, the feather in his cap during that tenure with the Vikings, getting the Vikings from the Metrodome into U.S. Bank Stadium. Guy knows what he's doing when it comes to getting a new stadium built. As to whether or not he knew what he was doing when he was running the Big Ten, that's an argument or a discussion for another time and another show. 319-366-1600. Very little discussion about the possible replacement for Kevin Warren at this point at the Big Ten offices. I still think Jim Phillips is going to be discussed, the former Northwestern athletic director who is now the head of the ACC. I don't know what led to a possible falling out with Phillips in the Big Ten that he wound up leaving as, again, he was sort of commissioner and waiting and taking the ACC job. But I think 11 of 14 presidents and chancellors have turned over in that time frame from just uh, a few short years ago. So he's got a new pool of people to deal with when it comes to possibly pitching himself. I think outside of that, and there's no way to say this without probably stepping on a landmine or two because I don't mean this to be anything other than an, an earnest comment here. But I would, ex- I would not be surprised if the next commissioner of the Big Ten turned out to be a woman. I just The Big Ten has been at the forefront of a lot of things when it comes to college athletics. And I think the Big Ten would probably like to have that particular notation as well, that they were the first major conference to have female leadership at the top. As to a possible pool of qualified candidates for that gig that would fill that role, I don't know. I know The Athletic had an article last week that had a few names of female administrators in it. I think there's also some other guys out there that would would fit the bill. But the hay is in the barn, to borrow from Hayden Fry. I mean, Kevin Warren got the Big Ten through a crisis. Some would say a crisis of his own making, but he got them through a crisis, and he also got them through, I think, the largest piece of of what, he was facing as commissioner. He got them through the crisis that was COVID, but he also got them through the television deal, the landmark television agreement in which billions of dollars are going to be coming to the Big Ten at this point. What else is there left to do? I know we touched on this last week on the program, and we got some great answers I did on the text line. I think a lot of people are focused on expansion. How is the Big Ten going to make this work? trying to figure out how to schedule these teams, especially UCLA and USC, and how do you navigate having two teams, the first conference ever in the history of college athletics to go ocean to ocean. Uh, The mid-continent probably came close back in the day. For those of you who remember the mid-con, they used to play their conference tournaments at the Mark of the Quad Cities in Moline, Illinois. When I was in high school, I used to go over there. Again, I've said this before, love college basketball, loved going to that event. That was Oral Roberts all the way to 
Chicago State. Let's go to the phone lines, 319-366-16. And we got Jim in Kyoto. Jim, what's up? Hey, Todd. I guess, guess my Buccaneers bet last night was oh. uh, awful. I I thought they were going to either win the game or get blown out, and unfortunately they it. got blown you out. It. Yep. yep, they got blown out. And uh, Northwestern's not ducking the Hawkeyes. I mean, Iowa women had that situation last year, if you remember. I think they had to shut down for like 20 days. So my question to you, I look today, why are the Niners only uh, favored by three and a half at home against the Cowboys? I don't get that line at all. That's a great it's changed, that was this morning. It's a great question because last night I saw and it was during the game, I saw a lot of speculation on Twitter from people who were in the industry. They were trying to speculate what the line would be. And I saw somebody had a poll that was six, six and a half or seven. They were trying to predict the opening six, line. Five and a half to six and a half. I was I was thinking in the neighborhood of five and a half to six, somewhere well, in the and so I'm with you. I'm looking at that saying something doesn't seem right there. Yep. So I might jump on that. And then I'm, I think I'm taking the Eagles this weekend too. I, uh, eight and a half, I, think. I have no feeling on that game just yet. I really don't. Okay. I, I think you're playing with fire there because the giants to me seem. I'm sorry. I meant the giants. Oh, I okay. The giants. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. A touchdown or more. I think yeah. you got to roll with the giants there. Mm-hmm. I, I I like that. You said Philadelphia. Yeah. You had me a little bit concerned. I did. I did. I did. I meant the Giants. But, yeah, so. you look at, at Dallas and San Francisco. Thank you for the phone call, by the way, Jim. Dallas and San Francisco, and the difference is a field goal. And you look at what Brett Maher just did last night for Dallas. I uh, wouldn't put it past him to wind up kicking three or four huge field goals in a, a very close game at Levi's Stadium this weekend. But – I'm not, and I've said this, I ain't betting against Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers, and Ted will probably tell you the same thing in about 15 minutes when he joins me. Now, he's he's betting more with his heart than his head there, but my head is telling me, don't bet against Brock Purdy and the 49ers right now. Matt Peralt was with me on the show yesterday, and look, he said he's got San Francisco winning the Super Bowl. Not because of Brock Purdy. And this is where I disagree with some people because I want to give Brock Purdy more credit than he's getting. A lot of people are saying, just drop anybody in there. Matt, I said, have you ever seen anything like this? And Matt said, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, same freaking team, idiot. <laughs> you know, he didn't, he didn't say that specifically, but it was like, hello, McFly. Yeah, San Francisco. I get it, system. Kyle Shanahan. All the great tools, the toys that he has around him, he still has to go out and make plays. He still has to throw 12 touchdowns to zero interceptions since taking over as the starting quarterback in San Francisco. You want to say he's a system guy? Go ahead. I totally understand it because he is in a system, and the system is helping him succeed. Kind of reminds me of the symbiotic relationship. Is that what it was called, right? I didn't pay a ton of attention in biology class in high school. My apologies to Kurt Kreider, Casey Kreider's father, the New York Giants long snapper. Uh, But I believe it was where the little animals, they're on the rhinoceros or the elephant or whatever, and they keep the elephant clean, and they just sort of, everybody works together. They live in harmony. 319 366 
1600. I don't know, man. We got some good games this weekend, and something somewhere along the line tells me at least one of them turns out to be less of a great game than we're hoping for. I don't want it to be Kansas City, Jacksonville. I want Jacksonville to go toe to toe with Kansas City, which brings me to something that I mentioned earlier today. I have a new favorite quarterback in the National Football League. And that quarterback is Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because Jacksonville, after knocking off the Chargers in a comeback victory, which saw them rally from down 27-0, the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars celebrated by going out to a Waffle House in Jacksonville. I believe uh, Brandon Sheriff was also along for the ride because according to it's what this program does. We have a network of correspondents, people all across the country. Mia O'Brien, who was with me last Friday on this very show, who covers the Jaguars, reporting this very important fact earlier today. And Brandon Sheriff had never been to a Waffle House before. So by virtue of Trevor Lawrence choosing to go to a Waffle House after arguably the biggest win of his career... To me, I mean, that's goat material right there. You can talk about Tom Brady all you want, seven championships. Trevor Lawrence, to me, is now the people's quarterback. So he could be on a collision course with Brock Purdy. He's just got to beat the Kansas City Chiefs first. Chiefs are one of those teams, man, that when everything's going right for them, they look unbeatable. But when there are just a few tiny chinks in the armor or something's not quite right with them, they look normal. They look beatable. The problem with Kansas City is they don't look that way all that often. 319-366-1600. Speaking of quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show today saying he's not ready to give a decision on his future. Now, there were a couple Packers beat writers who pointed out that after he signed his extension with Green Bay, he seemed to indicate, indicate that at the time he wanted to retire a Packer. Their interpretation of his comments, his actions at this point, lead them to believe he's not interested in retiring and he's not interested in coming back to Green Bay. I got to think he's a candidate to to wind up in Las Vegas with Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams is mad at Las Vegas, the Raiders organization, for doing what it did to Derek Carr, his college teammate, his good friend. Adams says, look, he's the reason that I'm in Vegas. He's the reason I'm here. Well, could you make your star receiver happy by somehow acquiring the services of Aaron Rodgers? Probably. 319-366-1600. Talked a little bit, actually, a lot about Tom Brady to start the program today, whether or not we've seen his run come to an end as the quarterback of any NFL team. DraftKings has odds, I believe, in other states. I don't think this is a market that is viable in the state of Iowa. But he's plus 200 to be the quarterback of the Buccaneers next year. 
The Raiders are plus 250. If you listen to Matt Peralt, who was with me yesterday on the show, daily host of the Bostonian versus the Book podcast on YouTube, 45-year-old dude, single, Las Vegas. There are worse places to be when you're 45 and single. 49ers, his childhood team, Tom Brady, growing up a fan of the 49ers, plus 350. Patriots and the Dolphins at plus 750. Now, my wife, who is a Patriots fan, said last night she didn't know whether Robert Kraft would be crazy enough to do this or not, but he also may not care. Maybe he wants the reunion more than he wants the actual on-field product to improve because I think most everybody knows what you're getting if you bring Tom Brady back for presumably one final season. You're not getting the best of Tom Brady at this point. You're getting him at the very tail end of his career. The Dolphins are interesting because Andy Slater, who is a media member in the in Florida, covers the Dolphins and has a lot of inside information, tweeted earlier today, and this is how I saw this come into my timeline because I follow him, that he thinks plus 750 in the Dolphins would be a good bet. Now, is he playing footsie with people who follow him on Twitter? Is he having some fun with them? I don't know. But that guy seems dialed in. When it comes to having the inside dope, he has it. So 750, be the quarterback of the Dolphins. Remember there were rumors that uh, they had the Dolphins' ownership had this plan to bring Tom Brady in that was thwarted by Tampa Bay, that no, we're not going to allow, you can't just retire and go play for somebody else. It doesn't work that way. And so then this hastily, after 40 days of retirement, he had his own, basically had his own Moses moment. He wandered the desert, not for 40 years, 40 days, 40 days of dropping the kids off in the pickup line or making peanut butter and jelly. No, no, no. There's no way they eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in his household as strict as he is about everything that goes into their bodies. But 40 days goes back to Tampa. Todd Bowles takes over as the head coach. Very, very odd. Dolphins may not necessarily be that uh, bad of a landing spot for him. And then 9-1 to one, just because there's a sucker born every minute, and many of those suckers are New York sports fans, the Jets and the Giants. And I'll admit this. It is. It would be utterly hilarious to see Tom Brady ending his career as the quarterback of the New York Jets, where he would face Bill Belichick, who at one point in time was this close to being the head coach of the New York uh, Jets. He'd face him twice a year in that division. That would be Tom Brady in a Jets uniform. That's Joe Namath with the Rams. That's... O.J. Simpson with the 49. Nobody wants to see that. I'm not sure. You put him in a Dolphins uniform or a 49ers uniform, even a Raiders uniform, you're probably looking at the top-selling jersey in the NFL next season. If I were him, I would have retired two years ago. But he said there's nothing for him after football. He feels like there's nothing for him after football, which I think is tremendously sad. Because he's got a family. His mom and dad are still alive. He's got more money than he probably knows what to do with. 
that guy could live and does live a very charmed life, but he could retire tomorrow, could have retired two years ago, and lived a absolutely wonderful life. The problem is, in his eyes, retirement is not wonderful. He's going to be out there until they literally take the jersey off his back. 319-366-1600. Lots of quarterback discussion today. And Aaron Rodgers. And talked a little bit about Dak Prescott. Uh, why not? Now here's Mike McCarthy on the performance of Dak Prescott last night. Jim asked why Dallas was such a short underdog to the 49ers. Maybe a lot of it had to do with the performance of Dak Prescott last night because that wasn't Dak Prescott to throw an interception at minus 180 at your local sports book. That was Dak Prescott capable leading starting quarterback Dak Prescott. I mean, he looked pretty good at times last night. Well, I mean, as, as good as I've seen, that's, that's for sure. Um, you know, I, I think just like anything, he's so consistent in everything he does. And, you know, like you said, we had, we had a couple plays there early, but, I mean, he, he was he was on it the, the rest of the the rest of the evening. I You know, I I thought he was, you know, Kellen and, you know, the play calling. We, we just really stayed true to what we wanted to do in here. And, and like I said, I, I thought he played extremely well and, you know, stayed aggressive and, you know, took the check downs. Uh, I thought he had great command of the, of the offense and excellent presence in the pocket. Mike McCarthy, during his post-game news conference last night in Tampa, a stadium that I know very well. I was watching that, and Tom Brady's going up the tunnel, and I'm thinking, man, I know every twist and turn in that stadium from covering seven Outback Bowls. I've, I've covered more games in that stadium, football games in that stadium, than I have in some Big Ten venues. True story. I'm watching that going, okay, I know exactly where he's going, and I know where the interview room is, and I know what that room is, and makes me makes me hungry to get back to a ReliaQuest Bowl at some point in the near future, where, to tie everything together, back to the Trevor Lawrence discussion, there is a Waffle House roughly half a mile or so from the media hotel. 319-366-1600, where I once ate for five consecutive days. I don't know what the record is for most Waffle House meals consumed. It felt excessive, but it also felt kind of right in the moment. 319-366-1600, talk and text line available for you to reach your, uh, reach me here on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. Tomorrow's Wednesday. We've got WagerWise coming up. Jay Foster will join me 24 hours from now, courtesy of the Elite Sportsbook and Riverside Casino and Golf Resort. We're going to talk about another contest, another sports book uh, that I'm involved with coming up in just a few minutes, though. Ted Flint, Kansas, on Twitter. You loved him in September when we talked with him at the Wild Rose in Clinton, the Champions Dinner. If there's a Champions Dinner in the future, again, uh, one of us is hoping to be there for it. The Bet Rivers Betting Blitz contest is off and running, and I think we get a standing uh, standings update tomorrow. But I think yours truly may possibly be in the lead. But I want to talk to Ted about the Iowa I, Iowa State Texas game tonight and Tyrese Hunter's return 
to Hilton Coliseum. We'll do that when we return after this. You're listening to the Todd Rollicamp Show right here on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio, KGYM. It's time for a big board update on KGYM. I'm Spencer Wagan. Let's start with a schedule update because the men's basketball game between Iowa and Northwestern that was scheduled for Wednesday night in Iowa City is uh, postponed for now. The Northwestern program dealing with COVID-19 issues. So the two schools are working with the Big Ten to find a rescheduled date for that game. That means the Hawkeyes have a little bit extra time off and some time to prepare for Ohio State as they head to Columbus on Saturday. Tip-off time is set for 1 o'clock. Tonight, it's a top 15 showdown in men's basketball as the 12th-ranked Iowa State Cyclones host the 7th-ranked Texas Longhorns. Iowa State, of course, coming off that two-point loss to Kansas on the road on Saturday. Texas escaped with a two-point win over Texas Tech last weekend. Longhorns lead the all-time series with Iowa State, but Ames has been a tough place to play for them. They've won just twice in their last 11 trips to Hilton Coliseum. Game time tonight is 7 o'clock. You can hear the action starting at 6 on the Cyclone Sports Network right here on KGYM. And the divisional round of the NFL playoffs is set after Dallas won over Tampa Bay to conclude the wildcard round last night. Saturday, it'll be Jacksonville traveling to Kansas City and the New York Giants playing at Philadelphia. Sunday, Cincinnati will play at Buffalo. The Cowboys will travel to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers. And that's a big board update. I'm Spencer Wagan on the gym. Eastern Iowa weather on the gym. From the CBS 2 Iowa's News Now with the first forecast on our meteorologist Nick Stewart. Mainly cloudy skies for all tonight. Tonight, bit breezy as well. West wind around 20 miles per hour, temperatures falling into the upper 20s. For your Wednesday, cloudy skies throughout the morning and afternoon, but then here comes a rain and snow mix throughout the evening. A messy commute will be likely. Temperatures in the mid-30s. East wind around 25 miles per hour. Total snow accumulation Wednesday evening through early Thursday around 2 to 4 inches. For your Thursday, light snow early, mid-30s for highs. And that was a check of your Iowa's News Now with the first forecast. It's a weekend blitz with Elite Sportsbook. Place four bets of $50 or more on football. One each day from Thursday through Sunday. And get a $15 free bet for Monday. It's that easy. And don't forget, new signups can take advantage of a bet rebound up to $250. Check out our updated app with integrated funding and increased functionality. And play your game with Elite Sportsbook. Must be 21. Gambling a problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Because we have so many clients referring us to their friends, I think that's our biggest, best story. Hi, I'm Patty with Network Computer Solutions. I really think it's about us building that relationship and being an extension of their business. And even if I am just talking on the phone to them, you can see that smile on their face and know that another problem is solved. Call NCS at 247-7223. Network Computer Solutions. They're the missing piece to your IT puzzle. Menards has everything you need to light your home. Combine stylish lighting with the advantages of LED technology with bright electric dimmable light bulbs. The vintage look is ideal for open fixtures, and the traditional design creates a warm, contemporary feeling. These 60-watt equivalent bulbs are available in soft white or daylight and last five times longer than traditional incandescent light bulbs. Save big money on your energy costs with bright electric dimmable LED light bulbs at Menards. Save big money at for people trying to recover from opioid use disorder, it's hard to know where to begin. At iowaopioidhelp.com, you'll find resources near you for proven treatment and a road back to your old self. Because opioid addiction is not a character flaw, it's an illness. 
If you or a loved one is struggling with opioid use disorder, visit iowaopioidhelp.com today. Start here, start healing. Sponsored by the Iowa Attorney General's Office and the Iowa Broadcasters Association in cooperation with this station. Emil's Hideaway is the place to get together. Stop in for a drink and some chow with your buddies. Emil's opens every day at 4. If you're hanging out at home instead, order pickup and delivery at emilshideaway.com. Emil's Hideaway, a great place to meet up with friends. So much to say, so much to say, so much to say, so much to say. Iowa State, Texas, coming up for you here on the Cyclone Radio Network in just about 25 minutes. We'll have John Walters and Eric Heft on the call from a sold-out Hilton Coliseum. It is a whiteout. Students have been camping outside of Hilton since yesterday. All to welcome Tyrese Hunter back into the building. What type of game are we expecting tonight? It's a question for our, our next guest here. I, I'm not kidding you. We got tremendous feedback in late September when we had you on when we were together in Clinton at the Wild Rose at Ted Flint, Kansas on Twitter. Ted, what is up? What is going on? So are we going to talk about Texas game or do you want to talk about what happened after the casino closed at midnight last time we hung out? <laughs> uh, let, I'm trying to run the statute of limitations in my head here <laughs> where I know I've got a I got a ticket from the casino that was good after only good for 90 days. So I, I think maybe the statute has run out. I Definitely talk, uh, got lost coming home that night weekend. But anyways, back, back we had to the a driver. Night, sir. We, we, we did have a driver. I want to point that yeah, out to we, everybody we who's listening. We bribed a person to drive us, I believe. See, but anyways. It's all Williams's fault. It's all Chris Williams's it is all, fault. It is all C-Dub's fault. Uh, yeah, 100%. I want to talk, before we get into the, the Bet Rivers betting blitz and, and some of the games that uh, maybe you're betting on tonight, I do want to talk about Iowa State and Texas because uh, Iowa State, I, I don't think there's any way they lose this game tonight, Ted. I love them <sighs> at home tonight as the favorite. Putting the reverse jinx on it. No, I, no. I, I mean, it, it's going to be hostile. I just saw something on Twitter while I was waiting here uh, to come on that they're telling the students that they can't say his name or they'll get him, or you'll be ejected. And I don't know how you uh, how you would enforce that. It does think that this is on ESPN Plus, so um, I don't know how well like the student section crowd reaction shots are going to be, like the production values, etc. So like, I do hope we get an idea of like how hostile of an environment it is. I'm just not sure how well come across on the TV. How, so. did, how did this game wind up on ESPN? But somebody's got to be sitting there going, wait no, a minute. It's because we weren't, I would say it wasn't supposed to be good this year. So like a bunch of their games are on ESPN plus this year. All right. Cause no, they I... lost Tyrese Hunter. They lost, you know, they, you know, whatever they, they lost Brockington. So like they weren't supposed to be good. So now like this, like this is three in a row. I mean, Kansas game was on ESPN plus on Saturday. I think we play against, uh, we were playing Saturday tech we, on ESPN plus. So yeah. Just what, it's the way the world is. You're not streaming services the way the world is these days. And then just shut your phone off because Twitter's only 45 minutes ahead of whatever's on your TV. <laughs> <laughs> is that that is the worst part? I've said this before. I tried streaming. I tried cutting the cord, and it just for watching sports, it's a miserable experience. Right. And, uh, I do stream, but like I normally for big Iowa State games, I walk down to my local American Legion where I can watch it live. You know, small town cable. You know, right there. So I get it. I get it. It's tough, but then the ESPN, ESPN Plus, the whole thing makes it worse. With all your hawk twice fan. the stream, your hawk fan friends at the Legion. Yeah, they like me. You know, <laughs> they like me. They they got a, they got a kick out of my my uh, 
my evening when you guys kicked our teeth in a few about a month ago. Well, enjoyed that, my night pretty well. That was so, the wake-up oh, call because they've only lost one time since, and that was to Kansas this past weekend. So maybe, yeah. maybe send Fran and the and company a thank you card for that. I, I don't. Know. What do you make of this team uh, when you look at them? This, Ted? this is such a weird team. Like I was thinking about this. I was talking with my group chat today. Like it almost doesn't seem real. Like I looked at one of the uh, Lenardi's bracketology today because I was bored. Has I would say the three seed. It just doesn't seem real, and I know we're good. Like we beat good teams, we look good, and just it doesn't seem real. Does that make sense? Like it just doesn't. I don't know. I have a better way of saying that. Like it just doesn't seem like last year. Yeah, good idea. Like, like it's just. I don't feel like we should be this good, but we're good. Like you go to like Stansbury or Williams, you want better takes. I'm the hot take guy. Just it just feels weird to me. No, I, I think that's a great. I think that's a great summation of this team because. It's just uh, the was it uh, Tame and Lipsy who had the line about the tambourine players last week? Uh, I think it might have been. I think it might have been Lipsy. That's you know, what, he's, that's. There's nothing wrong with a bunch of tambourine players. He wasn't supposed to be getting minutes this year. You know, like the Williams guy that got hurt. You know, was supposed to be the starter, right? I mean, Lipsy was supposed to go on the bench, and now like it's a new Monte Morris. Like because you know when Monte Morris came here, he wasn't supposed to be a starter as a freshman, right? And homegrown kid, homegrown kid from Ames. It's a great story, but like it's just. I'm just going to enjoy the ride, right? And it's like everyone's – like next year's recruiting class is great. Year after that one's great. So it's just weird that, like, this team's doing so good because everyone's like, oh, just wait. We're just going to wait this year out, right? We're going to enjoy this year. We're going to win some games, and we'll be happy. And now all of a sudden, like I said, we're ranked 12th or 13th. And it's just – like I said, it's unbelievable. Iowa State uh, anywhere between – I'm trying to look at the uh, line here. Minus 140 on the money line at most sports books tonight. Two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. <laughs> Totals in the neighborhood of 133. What are you thinking tonight? I'm on the under. I, uh, I will be on. Well, I mean, of I was over have been hitting a little bit. You know, well, they have been hitting lately, but I just feel like this one's going to be like a grinded out game. It just, I don't know. I mean, I do wish it was up like five more points, but yeah, I'm, a, I'm on the under. I think I would say does win. I did, I did parlay them together. Um, like a chump, you know, parlays are for chumps, but I did do that. So, but yeah, I think I would say wins. I think it's like, 62 to 57, like a, a easy, easy under. Parlays could yeah. also put you in in good position. No in one's contests. gonna catch you. Like I don't think you got. I even like you got like 300 up on everybody. I don't think did anyone even hit. I didn't hit a bet. I don't even know if anyone else even hit a bet this weekend in that Bet Rivers contest. Three of the five. Ted is talking about the Bet Rivers betting blitz of you which three bets. I did. Yes. Uh, the, the second one fell through the cracks. I was like, I can't believe nobody's mentioning the fact that I, I hit three of them. So, yeah, I'm sitting well, at $405 right now. Man, that's going to be tough to catch, to be honest. Uh, like, you should have played that Brock Purdy parlay. I know. I know. And, I I mean, even then, I still be, be, still be 200 behind you like that. I had it keyed up, and I'm like, what's the odds he gets a rushing touchdown? I just, you know. And then you and then you followed it basically with the Euro parlay with Burroughs. Burrow, yeah, touchdown. that was the uh, that was the third and final one that I got to hit there. I, I uh, you know. just had a feeling. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Brock Purdy here because this is this is quite the ride. And I know you're sort of taking this personally. Uh, I know that's shocking to anybody who follows you on Twitter at Ted Flint, Kansas, but there are people out there that are saying, look, he's a system quarterback and it's all because he's playing for Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. At some point in time, you just have to stop and, and admit what, what we're seeing here is, is, pretty- oh, it, it, is it is amazing. Like now today I'm reading, um, 
he hasn't faced a team that has 10 wins yet. So that means he's not good. And, like, it's like, if you have, like, an all-stuff, you have CMC and Kettle, and, like, why are they getting mad at him? Why is no one being like, well, Tom Brady won, or, you know, Aaron Rodgers had Adams, you know, like, but because it's Purdy, everyone's like, oh, he's not very good. And that's fine. He might not be very good, but he's good in that system. And he's going to be paid for now for the next 10 years of his life. Man, it's set. Worst case scenario is a backup quarterback for the next decade, right? But, like, he's probably the starter next year. But they win another game. Can't take it away from him, can you? I think he starts somewhere. If it's not San Francisco, I think they they find a couple teams that are on the phone probably asking them what their plans are at quarterback next year. So it's, just, I, it's it, a fun ride. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to lie. I watched more of the Niners game on Saturday than the Iowa state Kansas game. I was more into like that I get, at, at the moment. Cause you know, that they, their season can end. And I'm a, and I'm a Bears fan, but like I was more interested in the Purdy, you know, stuff. than I was like, I mean, I got to assume we were going to lose to Kansas. So I was like, well, this probably happened, you know, and I started watching both, but yeah. It's it's a ride, man. It's awesome, and like Kettle's been awesome. Like they like how like they've like embraced each other is fun. Like it's like it's it almost makes you forget how vile the Cyhawk rivalry can be a little bit, right? I, I feel the same way. It's like a a Marvel DC crossover. Like you're not quite sure to how you feel about it, but it's it's pretty cool watching these two guys, and they they have chemistry. They have a great chemistry. Right. That was one of the bets that I missed. This past week, and you said you loved it, was Kittle to get two touchdowns. Well, well, kiss of death. Kiss of death yeah. right there. But you know, um, it's, all, it's all me. I, I may come back and fire that bullet again this weekend in round number two. I got to ask yeah. you, uh, Bears fan, so how do you feel about the former head of the Big Ten taking over as president I mean, of the I mean, he seems to do a good job making you guys money, so hopefully he can do a good job making us win a game. Game or more, you know, like he has – it's quite the decision. I don't know how much of the decision he has on this first draft pick, you know, like, and like, I'm a very much a casual bears fan. So like, I just, whatever they do, I'm going to support, you know, I like Justin Fields, but if they tell me that, you know, Bryce young from Bama is the guy. And then we're going to, that's what we're going to do. You know, we're love. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, I trust them. I mean, I, I'm much more passionate about college sports than pro sports. Like I like the bears and I watch the bears, but like, they don't ruin my mood. Like Iowa state losses ruin my mood, <laughs> you know, does that make sense? It totally makes sense to me. Now I want to, before we part ways tonight, I want to mention the landlocks pod, which is part of the cyclone fanatic network, yep. which you are one of the hosts of, uh, you got some games that you guys like tonight. Yeah. In college basketball Our system plays tonight. We have, I think it's tech minus two and a half wake minus three and a half. And I got to make me look it up. Um, Mississippi State, play. Mississippi State plus six and a half. They've got Tennessee tonight. And, and then Vandy. Vandy Bama. Bam, yep, Bama going to Vandy. Bama going to Vanderbilt. Wow, wow. I haven't had anything to drink. And that's eight and a half. I like all four of those. We are on a streak right now. I think we're on 18 and nine. So we started posting that system since the new year. So you should definitely follow us at landlockspod.com if you like uh, dabbling in college basketball bets. Um We'll be back recording that podcast in the fall for football. It's mostly a football podcast. Is so that a is that a proprietary system? What is the system? What do you look I at? Can't give, I can't give it oh, up. Oh, it's like Colonel Sanders. Follow. Okay. You got you got to follow us on the Twitter. The eleven the eleven secret herbs and spices. Have you put yeah, any you thought got... into the contest this weekend? As far as I'm not trying to 
steal no, information I here or anything. I mean, it, uh, probably have to do, you know, at this point to catch you, something like do some haymakers, you know, like, you know, like I'll probably be on a Purdy prop. I mean, there's four games. I'll be on a prop. I'll be on. A, I'll be on a prop parlay on each game. So I, I, I can't. I'm, I'm a degenerate, Todd. I have to be on every single game. I, I think you skip should. A game. I think people should be on Purdy props until he proves otherwise. I had somebody uh, send you me know, a message over the weekend that was like, "Take every Purdy under prop for that game last weekend because there's no." And, and I was like, mm, "No, I, I don't think so. I, I think what's going on there is legitimate. I've got San Francisco winning the Super Bowl. I do. I would like to. I would like to see what his." Well, I didn't even look at his uh, what his props are for this week, or like his yardage, and they've knocked it up to two and a half touchdowns. There were still one and a half touchdowns, you know, like if it's one every over hit. If it's one and a half touchdowns against that Dallas defense, I mean that's that's handing money out in my opinion. But yeah, every over hit this week, but the Dallas game and it missed by half a point because the guy couldn't hit PATs. Yeah, well, and then Brady had the interception in the end zone too. Otherwise, that thing would have soared over as well right. ted uh, appreciate you taking the time to join me here uh, you you have time to get down to the legion and watch the game yeah. do they have the espn plus games no at the they, legion? uh my, i live in such a small town that when i want to watch the thursday night football games i have to bring my fire stick to the legion to watch the uh, football games i like i had, I had to bring the technology to watch anything streaming to my bar all right so, so uh ted likes the under tonight in iowa state yep. texas all right. all right. Did you did you take a side on Iowa State Texas? I mean, they're gonna win. Gonna I mean, win. I just think they're trying to jinx us. Okay, no, that's how my brain works. Ted, <laughs> Ted, no, we are. Uh, this is the Hulk Hogan Macho Man handshake here. I'm I'm all on right. your side tonight, brother. All right. Well, see, I don't think that the crowd's gonna be something. I hear the uh, Cyclone Alley has something cooked up from uh, an inside source. So keep an eye out for that. All right. Ted, appreciate you joining me tonight, man. Our, our listeners really do love when we were together in Clinton. I got a ton of feedback. People were like, who was that? Have him on more often. And I was like, nobody works for free, man. It's easier said than done in this business no. to get somebody to come on with you. But uh, great stuff, as always. Enjoy the game. All right. I'll talk to you soon, man. All right. That is Ted Flint, Kansas on Twitter. Part of the Bet Rivers Betting Blitz contest along with me. Let's see, we got Ken Miller and Trent Condon from KXNO in Des Moines. I think Andrew Downs, the producer there, might be in that as well. Dallas Jones of Hawk Fanatic, which is Pat Hardy's website. And I may be leaving somebody else out. They'd probably be really mad at me if they were listening and knew that they were left out. But uh, you can follow along. The hashtag is hashtag... Bet Rivers Blitz 2023. And, yeah, I hit uh, three single-game parlays over the weekend. Now, if you were listening last week, probably not surprised about two of them. One game involved Jacksonville beating the Chargers. I think I had Austin Eckler and somebody else to score a touchdown tied in with the Jacksonville money line there that literally came back from the dead and then the Joe Burrow wager that uh, that you heard Ted reference I had teased the under to 47 and a half in the Cincinnati game I took Cincinnati from being an eight-point favorite 
down to a three-point favorite and then threw Joe Burrow to score a anytime touchdown on it, like plus 600, which made that pay off at, I think, plus 1,500, so 15 to 1. And then there was a third game. I'm trying to remember the games. I'm not trying to be humble here talking about this contest, but needless to say, I, I got off to a really good start. We'll have the official standings for you tomorrow from our friends at Bet Rivers. 319 366 1600. 550, we come back. We'll take a quick look around. There's only four games in the NBA tonight, but some pretty intriguing games nonetheless. Back with more after this. When you buy your own health insurance, you deserve a doctor who's your biggest champion and coverage you can be confident in. And with new Wellmark Health Insurance plans featuring Unity Point Health, that's what you can expect. These plans help you build a relationship with your Unity Point Health primary care providers and network partners, starting with free preventive and virtual care, plus low copays for primary care with a doctor who always has your back. Connect with an agent to help you enroll at wellmark.com UPH. One innocent click could lock down your entire network for ransom. Hackers are getting more and more devious, so teach your employees to check before they click. When you open an email, hover over the address to see where it's really coming from. If it doesn't match, is misspelled, or looks off in any way, delete it. Remember, any email could be a trick, so check before you click. This message presented by Network Computer Solutions. Download their complete Protect Your Network guide at ncsei.com. I said hallelujah to the 16th Royal Fins. You're getting down on your knees. And it's time for you sickness again. Uh, let's wrap things up here on a Tuesday night. Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio is KGYM. It's also your home for Cyclone Basketball. Big thank you to Lisa Nolan, the sponsor for Iowa State Athletics here on KGYM. Lisa Nolan, realtor. You're looking at buying or selling a house in the Cedar Rapids area. Let her give an opportunity to take care of that for you. 319-366-1600. Cyclones and Longhorns getting ready to tip off at Hilton Coliseum. And, yes, the students camping out overnight. It wasn't necessarily, it wasn't subterranean freezing temperatures or anything like that. But needless to say, they are primed and ready for the return of Tyrese Hunter tonight. There's no way that they are telling the students that they cannot say his name. There's no the, A, they can't enforce that. <laughs> if you've got 2,000 students or however many people are in the student section and they're all doing it's like an I am Spartacus moment with Tyrese Hunter tonight. 6.7 points is what he's averaging with the Texas Longhorns. If you're an Iowa State fan, here's how you look at it. You... You open the door for Taman Lipsy to play, and you spurred along the We Will Collective by seeing Tyrese Hunter leave after the NCAA tournament. 319-366-1600, the talk and text line to reach me for just a few more minutes here on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. Lots of NHL games tonight, but a handful of NBA games, a TNT Doubleheader this evening features Toronto at Milwaukee. 
followed by Philadelphia and the Clippers. Milwaukee is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. It's going to be the fourth game now in a row where they will be out without Giannis Antetokounmpo. Monday night, they got a double-double from both Bobby Portis and Drew Holiday. And uh, this is the second of a—I wrote this down earlier for the Raptors, who are coming off a 123-120 win on Monday night against the Knicks. This is the second of a stretch of 12 games for the Raptors in which 10 of those 12 games are going to be on the road. I don't know whether I, – I guess that may have something to do with COVID and the travel from Canada to the United States. I don't know. I'm, I'm spitballing on that, but it's a little early to be fading the Raptors on that road trip, but I would pay attention to the tail end of that because 10 of your 12 games are on the road. You're going to be on fumes, I would think, in a couple weeks. Brooklyn is at San Antonio tonight. The Spurs are a four-point underdog at home. What's up, BJ and Marion? Kind of like your Spurs tonight. Kyrie Irving questionable with right calf soreness. Brooklyn, somebody's got to win this game tonight. Brooklyn's lost three of its last five, and San Antonio is on a five-game skid. Spurs are last in the NBA in defensive efficiency, but without Kevin Durant and Kyrie questionable, I don't know whether Brooklyn can win its seventh straight against the Spurs or not, but they have had that franchise's number. Jamal Murray questionable tonight with a foot-slash-ankle injury in the Portland-Denver game. Nuggets are a six-point favorite in that one, and I mentioned the nightcap, the TNT doubleheader this evening featuring the Philadelphia 76ers and the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers are just a two-point favorite. Blackhawks are at home tonight in the NHL, taking on one of the surprise teams in the league, the Buffalo Sabres. They're on 21-19-2, but Tage Thompson having a tremendous season for Buffalo. He's been scuffling as of late, so... Probably time to have a big breakout game, break off the schneid against the Blackhawks tonight. The Wild are in the nation's capital, taking on Washington. That game is at 6 o'clock, getting ready to get underway. Uh, The Ducks are at the Flyers. That game starts in about five minutes, as does the Maple Leafs and Panthers, as well as the Jets and the Canadians. 7 o'clock puck drop in Nashville between the Predators and the Blue Jackets. Nashville's a heavy favorite in that one. Coyotes, a home underdog at Mullet Arena tonight as they host the Red Wings. And the Seattle Kraken, one of the hottest teams in the NHL, taking on the Edmonton Oilers tonight at Rogers Place. That is an 8 o'clock puck drop there, over 6.5 goals. I would not hesitate to bet that right now. 319-366-1600. Kraken coming off a low-scoring game, though, the other day against Tampa Bay. It's hockey. You never know. Iowa State and Texas coming up. John Walters and Eric Heft on the call from Hilton Coliseum. Local programming returning tomorrow at 2 o'clock with Spencer on Sports. 
Meet Joe A, Hi. Joe B, Hello. and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with Autosave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect, support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking.